What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a world traveler. He might question me on that. He is a teacher. He is also a podcast host. He is a, offers private tutoring around public speaking, and he offers speaking slash interview classes. His tagline is, everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. I couldn't agree more. Please welcome VIP guest, Tony Rambles. Tony, welcome to the show. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Yeah, you know what? You are definitely a man that's living with no labels. You know, we, I had said something <laughs> to you. You had the perfect answer. I was like, dang it, I want to record that. But you've done a lot of different things. You've worn a lot of different hats. I have. And uh, I think the thing that you said, hey, make sure you remember that. Yeah. Was uh, you try something. Yeah. And uh, you have to make a decision at some point either to stick with it. You know, so if you do, you get better. You climb the ladder, so to speak, for anybody's watching it. I'm putting my air quotes there because that looks different depending on what industry you're in. Uh, and if you decide this is not for me, which I had to do a bunch of times, then you the plan the plan changes. You know, it's different. And as you get more responsibility, you have to consider more things. That's why it's much better to make these plans and changes early on before you get married or have kids or anything like that. But uh, don't be afraid to change the plan. And I've I've done that multiple times in my very short 34 years. Yeah. Well, I think that also brings you a lot of wisdom. You know, when you try something and you realize it's not for you, you learn from that, right? And I think some people mm -hmm. might get in, get stuck in different to get different things or different careers in their life where they don't really like it, but they just stick with it because they feel like that's what they have to do. And that hence why I love my that the show label free because we don't want to live within that box of of um, restrictions or things that are holding us back. So. I love that you have tried different things and you've moved on when you knew it wasn't a good fit because that just means that you haven't didn't find your purpose yet. Right. Oh man, you mentioned the word purpose. You're about to get me started. <laughs> Let's go. <So, laughs> sometimes you have to stick with something maybe a little longer than you want because of those responsibilities. Like you don't want to just walk off a job when you have stuff to pay for, you know, you got beers, you got a place to live. So you can't just leave, but you can start making a game plan, right? Maybe it might be going back to school. It might be updating your resume, putting in applications. You kind of work this second track while you're still on the first track, you know, until you realize or um, until you get to the place where you go, all right, here we go. Yeah. Time to jump. Time to move. And yeah. so for me, my purpose, I feel like, is communicating, connecting, and teaching. So doing those things, everything that I do is going to kind of fulfill one of those roles or maybe all of them, you know, like we did with the podcast. There's always teaching moments. You're always talking with other people, sharing their stories, sharing your own stories. And so everything that I do aligns with who I am. So I wouldn't go and go become a mathematician. Like, you know, this is what I want to do. Not know. Yeah. Tony, that's not you. You're not a mathematician. Yeah. Stay on your track, do what you do, and try to be the best at it. And so that's what I'm doing. So what can you tell us? Maybe give us a rundown of different things that you've, different careers or industries you've been in so people have an understanding of what your journey has looked like. So I think there are three big ones. So I was graduating high school, was a good student, but was so tired of school. I was over it. 
I was ready to get out of there and do something different. So oil and gas was what I went into because my dad and my stepmom, I had other relatives that were doing it as well. Uh, good money. I mean, but the, oh, the kind of work though is it can be very long hours, maybe outside 10, 12, 14 hours, uh, one week, 91 and a half hours I worked outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to stick with it, there are other avenues that you can do. But like I said before, I said, yeah. this is not the life for me. Yeah. So I got out of there. Uh, the next big one was banking. Oh, because I was in school, uh, worked my way basically through college and banking, worked at Chase for three years or so. And then once I graduated college, I'm thinking, man, I got this diploma. You know, I got some paper behind my name now. Is this the future for me? Is it banking? At the time, I was training to be a, a relationship banker, which means I have the Series 6, Series 7s. I have some certifications now. So they're investing time into me and money. And there was so many great people that helped me along the way in that industry. But I had to say, no, I don't want to be a banker for the next X amount of years, yeah. right? Whether it was 10, 5, 20, who knows? So from there, I take the trip to China and I start my life in education. And so that's a whole episode on its own. But uh, being in Suzhou, China introduced me to being in the classroom. Now, at the time I was teaching kindergartners, so we got these little kids full of energy running around. I was like a like a show, you know, so it was it was lots of fun. But when I get back, my wife and I, I go, OK, it's education. It is this what I want to do now for the X number of years, five, 10, 20, whatever. I'm going into year seven. And I say, yes. Okay, let's really put the eggs in this basket. And so I've been a high school teacher for six years now, going into uh, year six. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and definitely have a lot of stories and, uh, and education. Teenagers. <laughs> they are a lot of fun, I bet. <laughs> they are. They are. I think uh, it's, it's really easy to kind of get into this space where it's like, oh, you know, the next generation, this and that. You hear a lot of talk like that. But again, what did I say? My gifts are connecting and communicating and teaching in the classroom. I get to do all of those things and you really get to yeah. not, I mean, you can't make people do stuff, right? Yeah. No. Teenagers are a, a, a rushing river. You know, you can't stop it. You can only help to try to direct it in the right way. Yeah. So that's what I try to do in the classroom. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun, but uh, there are definitely challenges that come with it. Good for you. So what did you teach those kindergartens when you were in China? I taught English as a second language. Oh, uh, okay. So it was it was very fun and you would do stuff like, okay, so you have this phone. Right. So I would have a phone, maybe like a like a stuffed animal, right? Okay. Just pretend this is a stuffed little bear. Okay. And I would go bear, bear, and they would repeat. And I would say bear, 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 and then I would throw the bear across the room and they would just die laughing. Okay. <laughs> That's and then, cute. You know, I go retrieve the bear and I do it all again. And then you you pick up the next thing, ball, 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 you know, hat, cat, whatever. Yeah. And you just have these uh, manipulatives that you can use and that, can, that they can hold. You may have them slap it and then you throw it. And then, of course, they go crazy again. You run, you slide on the ground. And I mean, this. Oh, my God. You're, you're, really, you're an awesome experience. teacher. You're an awesome teacher. Uh, I do my best. Okay. So <laughs> little kindergartners are like, you know, squirrel. 
like any shiny thing, squirrel, they get like yeah. get very distracted very easily. So teenagers though can be very stubborn and can be have lots of attitude, think they know it all, they are ready to be adults, just take on the world. So what is the difference between teaching kindergartners versus teaching teenagers? I love teaching teenagers because you can have the difficult conversations, right? They understand the nuance. They understand the jabs and the jokes and those kind of things, of course, to a certain extent. Yeah. You got to be able to self-regulate as a teacher, of course, but they understand those kind of things. And we can talk about playing video games. We can talk about the, the movies that come out and those kind of things. Yeah. And I use those things to relate to the kids because now they can teach me too. Yeah. How we're learning from each other. There's this mutual understanding and respect. And we, you know, you can be fond. Like there are some kids I'll remember forever because they're good people. And so you can connect on that level with that age group and on a different level than you can connect with, you know, kindergartners, right? We're not talking about, you know, the new, the new 2K is dropping. Like, what do you think? You know, so we, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the difference. What do you teach? What subject? I teach professional communications, also known as speech class. Oh my God. So, okay, here, fun fact about me is I was like terribly shy, like that, like I was just shy forever. And when I got into high school, like I was still really shy, but I love fashion. So I stuck out because I always wore something different than all the rest of the kids. So I forced myself to take speech class. I loved my speech teacher because that that teacher allowed me to step out of my comfort zone and really embrace speaking. And by the time that class was over, I lo I really loved, you know, speaking and, you know, it just taught me a lot. So I thank you. Thank you for what you do. For if it wasn't for teachers like you, I wouldn't be probably doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let's shift gears a little bit. So mm -hmm. You got to be the cool teacher because you got a podcast. Do your students know that you have a podcast? Oh, I plug my podcast all the time. Oh, good. <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what What do you? they think of that? Uh, so at first they're like, ah, you know, whatever. You know, you got a podcast. Anybody can have a podcast. And then I start to show them and I talk about it. I'm like, oh, like you really have a podcast. Like it's for real. And I'll start talking about the people I have on and I've interviewed these people. And, you know, so I think that they think that is cool. Yeah. Um, I always have kids saying, okay, when are you going to put me on the show? Like, when are you going to have me on? I'm, I'm like, sure. no minors. Um, <laughs> when you graduate, we'll think about it. And I have had kids on that graduated from the school. Uh, there was one girl. Yeah, she she got a track scholarship to Harvard. Oh, wow. And awesome. This is a young black girl. So, you know, that's a different level that we're talking about. So when I, again, everybody's interested if you ask the right questions, I'm yeah. like, okay, track scholarship to Harvard as a young black woman mm. in today's time, I'm like, that is an episode. And of course she's amazing. Yeah. So, I, you know, you reach out and, you know, I, I already knew her. I had a relationship yeah. with her. So, I knew that she, I felt like she'd be okay in front of the camera, being yeah. able to talk and explain herself super smart. She's at Harvard, okay? Yeah, right. So, so that's, uh, those are always the things I think about. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just, you know, these kids, they need an opportunity to to shine too and to spread their wings and be exposed to different opportunities. And I, I like to give them that as much as I can. Wow. 
Yeah, I think, and you're also making a huge impact on their lives in a positive way. So, you know, being able to communicate and, you know, get learning those skills is very important. It helps you with being successful in life, right? Had I not stepped out of my comfort zone and learned how to speak and, you know, just embrace, like just being uncomfortable, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have achieved some of the things I've achieved today. So I think that the, what you do is great. So talk to us a little bit about your private tutoring um, that you offer. You offer private tutoring. I do. Is this for your students or is this for everybody? This is for everybody. I do it through a website called Wisent. I think that's how you say it. Uh, but I wanted to look at a, a way to expand my reach. Okay. And, you know, as a podcaster, you kind of try to do other things to be able to bring in money so that you can oh, yeah. really do it the way that you want to do it. Most of us want to do it full time, but you know, you got to find a way to generate the income. Yep. Uh, so I felt like that would be a good opportunity for me to have this, this reach outside of the classroom to be able to, to teach not just maybe teenagers, but also adults. You yeah. Know, I work with a guy uh, right now who is a, uh, he's a psychologist and he wants to do more stuff and give presentations about mental health. Yeah. And so he's like, how do I do that? How do I formulate these, these, you know, these speeches and presentations and stuff? So we've been working together and that has been a lot of fun. So it's kind of like my classroom where I'm going to give whoever I'm working with the creative license to yeah. be able to be themselves, but also present something that's professional. That's, you know, that's good. That's valuable. Yeah. Not the way that they would do it. I can't teach people to do what I do right. and say, okay, let's see what, you bring to the table. Let's let me hear your stories. How can we craft that into something that people want to listen to and have people coming back? So, yeah, I teach uh, yeah, I teach people how to speak in front of others uh, and the prep that goes into it beforehand mm -hmm. too. So, wow, yeah, it's like the classroom. That's very that's awesome. So, if someone wants to do like if they are just trying to get up on like just a public stage and start speaking about, they could come to you and you could tutor them and and help them get to the level that they need to get to. And how long? Absolutely. Is, what's that investment look for, like for them? For how long would they have to like work with you to get to? I mean, because I'm sure not every not everybody's the same. I don't know. Some psychologists I would think are kind of dry. So to work on them getting their personality out would be might take a little bit longer than others. No. <laughs> uh, it depends on where where you are. Like yeah. some people are naturally gifted speakers. Like they they can do it. They can stand up you know, in front of a. You know, we see the kids all the time on. TikTok and IG and everything else, like they're naturally, they just got it, yeah. you know? So for that person, it may just take a few tweaks. It may yeah. just take, okay, how do we do our prep, right? So it's really dependent on the person, what they want and uh, where they want to go with it. And then just kind of how much work they need. Cause if you're somebody who doesn't like getting in front of people, but you want to, we may need to spend a little bit more time together, you know? three or four or five sessions, but you may have somebody that's like, well, I kind of wrote something already. I want somebody to look at it and kind of maybe critique it or tweak it a little bit. And that may only be one or two sessions with that person. So it just depends on what they want, what they need. And then as the sessions start, how much value do they feel like they're getting and should they continue, right? It's all based on that, that other person. I'm always going to do what I feel is best for them. You yeah. Know, I wouldn't, so you got to do these five automatic sessions. Oh, yeah. You might be good after two. Yeah, shoot. And and I think that's uh that's how I choose to to run it. 
and uh, I think it's uh, been successful so far. I love it. No, I think that's awesome. So um, I, I have a question. So what are three tips you could give someone that is having trouble with maybe like their speech or communicating that maybe would help them to get over a hump? Maybe they're a little bit further along in their speaking career or mm -hmm. speaking in front of people or, you know, whatever it might be. What are three tips that you could offer them? So practice and preparation are always going to be key. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you put together, the more you practice it and the more you prepare it, that's going to be best. I would say um, those are bonuses. One of the key tips, if you're in front of people, don't be afraid of the pause, the silence, mm -hmm. because it allows you to, number one, get rid of some of those filler words like, um, like, nah, I'm saying, right? Some of that kind of stuff. We need to, we need to kill all of that. So... The pause is very, very, very useful. Also, one of my favorite tactics to do is when you're starting a presentation, you could start a story, but not end it until the end of the presentation. So coming back to that story, tying up those loose ends with the information that was given. So that's one of my favorite things. And then number three, I think is most important, and it is embracing your personality with how you present. Yeah. If you are a joke teller, use those jokes, obviously, uh, in moderation, you know, yeah. depending on your audience and where you are, all of these things count. Um, but if you're somebody who's great with delivering numbers, you know, if you have manipulatives, if you are very short story, okay. I was in class one day and I go, all right, if anybody in here can do a backflip, I'll give you a hundred. So this wonderful girl, she comes up, is a gymnast unbeknownst to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop! Does her speech? Does a backflip? Just no hands, right there. I'm like, oh wow! All right, you're down a hundred. That is <laughs> one hundred automatic. Yeah, that's a great example of her using what she has, inserting yeah. it into her presentation, yeah. and now with something that's engaging and valuable. Yeah. So that's number three. Oh, I love that. That's great. That's a great tip. You also offer speaking slash interview classes. What is different between the private tutoring versus these classes? Uh, so I think that would be where you have, you know, multiple people in there, you know, more okay. group classes. And then uh, speaking in interviews, that's going to be a little bit different than a presentation, mm -hmm. right? That's just kind of looking at facial expressions, understanding nuance. Uh, also, you know, when we start talking about interviews, you have to know how to answer the questions in the best way. But also make sure that they're not these canned rehearsed answers that everybody gives. Like, oh, I'm hardworking, self-motivated. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. It's been used over and over. But, uh, yeah. A lot of it overlaps, though, because I'm always going to say, OK, what are the stories that bring these characteristics to life? So if you're saying you're hardworking, now let's talk about how that has come into play yeah. in terms of your life. Yeah. And so. Is a lot of the same stuff. The audience is just different. Mm, I like that. Speaking of audience, let's talk about your podcast. What is the name of it? Yeah. The Living Numbers Podcast. Yes, I like it. I was listening to it before we started recording or before we jumped into this meeting. So why do you say everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions? I love that. I think that is so right on the money and it's such a great tagline. Why, why do you say that? Because it is 100% true. I think that once you get people talking about, again, you mentioned the word purpose. Yeah. Their purpose 
then a lot of times you you find that a lot of times people can talk forever about those things. Oh yeah. You know, so now you you've piqued their interest. What do they do? What do they like? And if you can ask questions that are in that vein, yeah. now you have something special. Um, I think the the difference, I guess, between people is some people may like just a few things. Like I like these things, this is what I stick to, and that's 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 it. Mm-hmm. And then other people, they're like a bunch of stuff, you know, like myself, you know, I could talk about video games. I could talk about sports. I've been to China, you know, I've worked all these different jobs. I have 14 brothers and sisters. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a madhouse. It's crazy. But if you ask the right questions now, as if people are watching, they can see all the stuff in my background. These are all things about me. I'm a family man, you know? So Asking those right questions, I think, puts you in the position to have a great conversation with anybody. Yeah. And you being a teacher of speech and communication, do you think that it helps you to ask the right questions on your show for to your guests? Yes. Yes, because you get different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, some the kids that are growing up now, I always think about they've grown up with social media since yeah. they were, you know, before they could speak, social media was here. I have kids. I'm like, you were born in 2000. Yeah. I was in high school in the year 2000. Yeah. You know, so they've grown up with in, with a different perspective in life. So teaching them and getting their feedback, they help me to think about things differently, mm. especially when I'm interviewing a guest that is, you know, a lot younger than I am. You know, yeah. so I, I had this guy when I was 22 and his perspective, although he was he's amazing. Uh, is different than mine. So speaking to kids in that age range helped me to kind of get a little bit more of that and use it in my show. I love that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you definitely get a little bit more versatile when you have, you know, guests of different ages. And so what could people expect to uh, hear or learn or, you know, just gain from listening to your show? Well, I'm always going to have on somebody that's interesting with a story to tell. Uh, no matter if they have been in, you know, a psychologist, you know, they're a lawyer, you know, they own their own business. They started their own basketball league in their backyard, you oh, know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so always going to have somebody on that is interesting. That has a, a wonderful story to tell. Yeah. Uh, but they're always going to have an opportunity by me asking the right questions to offer that value. How did they get there? Yeah. What are the things that they had to go through? What are they looking to do next with their expertise? And um, I'm also going to share my own stories on the show as well. So uh, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be insightful. And it's always going to be interesting. I love it. With that being said, Tony, where can they find you? Can you let people know how they can connect with you, follow you, support you, and listen to your show? (laughs) Well, the Living Numbers podcast is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the big dogs, uh, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's going to be there. Um, I have a link tree in that description. Uh, so that's where you can get to my, my lessons. You can get to all of the different links. You can support, uh, purchase merch, right? I got a uh, t-shirts and hoodies. So if you go to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, that's pretty much where I post a lot of my content of the show and outside of the show, you know, me playing softball and stuff like that too. Awesome. Uh, that link's going to be in that description, just, uh, the living numbers podcast and yeah. Just follow it there and you find everything. 
Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put that link. I'm going to put a couple of his links in the show notes. So I'm going to take the guesswork out of that, out of it for you. So go follow his show on Apple or Spotify. Go check out his link tree if you're interested in working with him as a tutor or taking one of his classes if you're dealing with some communication or speaking interview issues. Or um, go follow him on social media because that is one of the best ways to support us and check us out and know what we're doing, uh, the, you know, just up-to-date, real-time life. Um, Tony, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Try stuff. You got to try everything. I feel like within reason, right? I'm not telling you be self-destructive, but when it comes to figuring out your purpose and who you are, it's okay to try things. And then if it doesn't work, change course, reset, try something else. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah, that's never going to get old because I firmly believe that is a great way to find your purpose. <laughs> Tony, it's been, a, it's been a blast talking to you today, hearing your story. You are definitely a man living with no labels and having a positive impact on our youth and on the world outside of what you do as a teacher. So thank you for what you do. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. It's been wonderful. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.